Blog Welcome, Talk family. Radio. Welcome, family. You know, I like to kind of start this segment off with um, some inspirational, if you will. Today, it's more about attitude. You know, I've, I've learned here recently that you can often change the way things happen or occur just by changing your attitude. And it's funny because all it takes is a slight shift in the way you think and the outcome will also change in the way that you want. I've adopted an attitude of servitude. I've adopted an attitude of gratitude. And I noticed that, you know, the things that I do tend to come out better because I go in thinking better. Um, and I'm grateful, eternally grateful for every outcome. Of course, I'm human, so I'm more grateful when it's in my favor. I'm grateful because nine times out of ten, there's a, a greater blessing or God has saved me from something that I didn't foresee. So that's the purpose. We have someone on the line. Who's with us? Hello. Hey, Monica's here. Hey, Monica. Hello. So, do we have anybody else on? Not okay. as of yet. Okay, so I guess I'll go ahead and go. Um, I'm with you. You know, I've kind of had you. Um, take a look at, well, in in past actions, you know, just take a look at attitude. And and I've learned from that your your attitude can actually determine how your day goes or, you know, like you said, the outcome of a situation. If you have a negative attitude while you're going through hard times, then, you know, it's going to, even though the hard times may last as long as they last, you know, sometimes we can't control those, but it's going to seem like those hard times didn't last as long because, or they lasted longer because you had a negative attitude. But when you have an attitude of positive, you tend to kind of try and turn your situation around, um, which shortens the time frame on negativity or trials or tribulations in your life. So yes, I agree. Your attitude does make a huge difference. Um, in in every aspect of your life, truthfully. So, I guess my question is, what kind of give you that that bad attitude? Is it well, quote unquote, bad attitude? Is it your situation? Is it something that we were programmed as a kid or or uh, influenced, if you will? What exactly give us this this attitude? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. You know, I can remember as a a young girl, um, you know, having a bad attitude about different things that, you know, my grandma would ask me to do. And I I remember, you know, things that she would always say about my attitude, which obviously as, as a young girl, you don't really see that full picture. But then as I got a little bit older in my teens and stuff, and I came to kind of understand um, what it meant. It, so to speak, 
you know, she would say, she would reference a family member. She would say, you know, you have an attitude just like so-and-so. And the particular person, you know, she would reference was very close to me, but I saw the attitude of the person, you know, and um, when she would reference the person, it was kind of like, well, I don't want to be like her. You know, like I see how she treat people. And then, you know, on the flip side of that, I see how people talk about how she treat people. You know what I'm saying? So, as a teen, I came to have just a, a live example, um, and it actually started to change me. So I would say part of, you know, where our attitude comes from is our upbringing and I guess kind of how it's how our parents or whomever is raising us kind of shapes our attitude. Um, part of it can come from, you know, just just a situation. I mean, some you know, sometimes you you just get put in a bad situation, whether it be financial or, you know, um, mental or job-related or, or whatever. It's just, you know, sometimes your situation just brings you down and you don't know how to, to pick your attitude up and, and you don't realize that your attitude can kind of, change your situation instead of letting your situation change your attitude. Mm. That's a very good point. We have another caller. Caller, you all with us? Yes, sir. Welcome. It's Naya. Our subject Hello, matter. everybody. Our hey, subject matter Naya. is mm-hmm. attitude. Hey. I'm sorry, go ahead. Our subject is because attitude. Sub- mm-hmm. Attitude. Um, I was listening. I completely agree um, with what Monica was saying about um, how your uh, upbringing kind of shapes your attitude. You know, there's a, a quote that says, you know, your attitude determines your altitude. I think once we become adults, um, we have the um, control of, of choosing to take the high road, choosing the right attitude, a positive attitude. I think that when you, it, 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 I also think as a birds of a feather thought together. You hang around people with negative attitudes that that's going to rub off on you as well. And so I think that um, attitude is definitely shaped as a child. It, it's definitely as an adult shaped uh, by the people that you hang around with. Um, it's shaped by situations when life starts to happen. I feel like um, if you if you try to see beyond what you what you see that, um, you know, and try to pull some positivity out of it, be it a learning experience. A lot of times we go through stuff and it's like you could, you are justified in having a poor attitude about it. However, if you choose to see, you know, the lesson in it, because everything is a lesson, um, that could shape your attitude. I think that when you have a positive attitude, it keeps away stress and anxiety and um, bad energy, um, period, because you, you attract bad energy when you walk around with a bad attitude. People are people that have the same attitude are drawn to you. So, uh, it so is you, definitely attitude is I believe attitude is a choice. You you can choose to so make it at, at that up, moment. You brought up something um earlier when you were saying as far mm-hmm. as the people you around. Mm-hmm. It sounds like association versus assimilation. Absolutely. And, and multiple Fashions. Um, mm-hmm. He was also made mention of the birth of the. So, 
when we when, when we hear birds of a feather, looking at mm-hmm. the external, because it's saying like all blacks and all whites and what have you. But to dig deeper into that, it's the, the mindset. It's not the color mm-hmm. of the feather. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. think similar. And Correct. If, if you have everybody in your circle pushing up, that one mm-hmm. can destroy it, just like a kid in our previous segments. So it's best to, I guess, purge your circle. It's going to grow as a team because if not, person can destroy it. Absolutely. I think purging, um, <laughs> I think purging, you know how people have, um, um, Oh, I have the New Year's resolution. <clears throat> Mine is always going through all of my social media or my phone book or whatever, and purging is good because um, people that – everybody that starts with you, they don't they're, – they're, unfortunately, they don't finish with you. And so a lot of times we, we connect, we try to stick around for the loyalty factor. Um, but if that person is bad for you or if you've outgrown that person, you have to purge and you have to thank them for the time that they've – um, spent with you and thank them for the, the part that they played in your life journey. But um, you do have to, purging is very healthy because at the end of the day, if anything that's not growing is dead. And if you want to continue to grow, you're, you're, it's, if you notice, as we get older, our circle becomes a lot smaller. <laughs> you know, when we're younger, we want all the friends in the world. But as you get older, your circle should become smaller and tighter, Um because we get to pick and choose, you know, who we hang around versus looking for acceptance versus, you know, accepting ourselves and, and being accepted by the people that are on our level. So I think that purging is absolutely healthy for uh, for an adult, and that, and that we should do, you know, every every so often. You know, who who do you not talk to on a regular basis but have have complete access to your life? For for what reason do they do they have that? You know, so getting rid of those people and you know, the, the naysayers and whatnot, I think it's a healthy, that's healthy. Sounds like it's safer to just mm-hmm. be alone, but that's also well, frowned we upon. It is because we weren't created to be alone, or we would it would just be a world with just us. So I think that when God created the world and, and all of us in it, that and we are all different in our unique, beautifully and wonderfully made way, I think that we are we need each other, but we we need each other for certain for different things in our lives, um, different times, different seasons in our lives. I don't think that these people, everybody that you you know call friend or whatever, is going to roll until until your end. But some of them will, but not all of them will. I don't. I think being by yourself, and there are some people who are hermits. You know, they just you know I'd rather just not deal with anybody. But I really believe in my heart that those people, there's a, a strand of loneliness because you weren't created in this world by yourself. Even if you're watching the world uh, from a window, I guess, you know, where you're seeing life happen with other people and you're like, I'm good over here in my cubby. There's something in you that I feel like feel uh, would feel lonely because we're all created to be connected. I think you're on the right track. Um, I can agree with definitely with what you're saying, but um, to kind of, I guess, be the devil's advocate, if you will, I think that there's, when, there's a difference between being lonely 
and um, being alone. You know what I'm saying? It's like for the, for those people who become hermits, you know, and withdraw themselves, they also, um, in their distancing, they, they may also become to, you know, get lonely. Um, but then when you when you choose the high road where you choose to go through the purging and to kind of um, let those who had a, a specific time in your life, you kind of let those folks go, um, you're actually walking a path that you may walk alone for a little bit, um, but you won't necessarily be lonely. I think that we're, we're, uh, that is absolutely the truth, and and I'm and I'm saying that as well. I feel like alone doesn't necessarily mean lonely, and at some point right. in time in life, all of us will have to walk alone. And if you can't mm-hmm. walk alone, it's going to be very hard for you to walk with somebody else. So you got to mm-hmm. enjoy your own company. You have to know what it's like to spend time with yourself, take yourself out. You know what I'm saying? So absolutely, I agree with that. Um, I don't I don't think that everybody that's alone is lonely. But what I know is that God created us to be, um, to do life with one another. We need one another. And so, but it is, it is healthy to be able to walk alone as well. Absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So God also created introverts and extroverts. Absolutely. Just, mm-hmm. just because I'm not, you know, forthcoming with everybody I see along the the streets or in the elevator, you know, just start conversing. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. that my attitude is bad. It doesn't mean my personality isn't as outgoing as those other people now. To be truthfully and honest, those extroverts kind of kind of scare me. Personally, because it's like, um, what? Why the hell are you so? Why me? Like, back up, give me ten. I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready to just invite anyone in my circle. Even in conversations, you can taint my my mind. You can you can taint um, my spirit. You know what I mean? So just because you come, up and, I mean almost scared scary to shake someone else's hand because the transferring of of spirits. You know what I mean? So if I'm in a yeah, and you just mm-hmm. talking to me and I'm like, uh, nah, I ain't quite feeling it. My spirit don't agree with this person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that um trying to protect yourself is an aid in us to do that, but but that's why we have God to protect us. And I don't think people that are introverted are um, have bad attitudes because it's one thing to be introverted. It's another thing to get on an elevator with somebody in the morning and they say good morning and you say good morning back. That doesn't make you an extrovert. It makes you uh, courteous. You know what no, I mean? So I common didn't say, courtesy. I didn't say speaking. I simply said conversation when they start trying to converse with you. Not just a, a regular greeting. That's, that's where you were raised, you know. People up north, they they don't they don't speak. People in the south, they speak every time they see mm-hmm. you. I mean, they wave at you. They pass you thirteen times on the road. They're gonna wave at you. We got pastor on the line, pastor. Hello. You might be on mute. Well. Um. While he's waiting to to, to chime in, I want to kind of 
like talk a little bit about the introvert extrovert because I am an introvert. Um, but I'm not an introvert with a bad attitude. I'm an introvert to, you know, I may not walk up and shake your hand and and speak to you first, but if you speak to me, then, you know, I'll give you a firm handshake with eye-to-eye contact, and if we, you know, engage in the conversation, I can do that seamlessly. Um, And you may never even know I'm an extrovert, aside from the fact that I didn't approach you, you approached me. Um, And you would never... it, but my attitude, my display of attitude, um, you won't be able to tell whether I'm introvert or extrovert either. So, like, kind of like Maya said, you know, I don't think that um, an introvert's attitude would be any less hmm, approachable or any less welcoming than an extrovert. Okay. Well, I guess um. I'm leery of of people. Um, If I'm not in my zone, I'm one to just be by myself. And I'm cool with being quiet. Um, I'm not going to go out and and just strike up a conversation with the guy in line or what have you. I may have that backup give me 10 or I may need my cup of coffee. I may have that look on my face. Whatever the case may be, but maybe we need to step outside of ourselves and just speak to somebody. Maybe that can change their day. Hell, it could change our day. Instead of just walking around, waiting on somebody to speak to us. Well, it takes a level of confidence to, to, to step outside of yourself and just speak to people. So it's crazy because uh, people would consider me an, an extrovert because I'm outgoing, but, but I, I, I believe that I'm a little bit of both. I don't like large crowds, and I am not a person that, um, you know, out, out here people are, are networkers, so they have, like, networking functions. I could never go into a room full of people I don't know and just start talking to them about what it is that I do. Like, somebody would have to talk to me first, but an extrovert, a true extrovert, would be able to do that with ease. That's not something that I, that comes easy for me. So I'm an, I am outgoing doesn't mean that I'm an extrovert because <laughs> I only tell you what I want you to know, and I'm only as transparent as I you know I want I want I need to be. But but I'm definitely not a person that's just like hey blah 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 you know just conversation. I could have a conversation in a room with people who are um, having conversations, and we're all uh, we're all talking uh, to each other, and I know these people. I'm familiar with these people. But people that I don't know, it's not easy for me to do that. You got, um, but I do believe that it takes a level of confidence, and I'm just going to say this, white folks have this real good where they can just go into a room and just start talking. Or, or uh, my coworkers, I could be talking to one person, and then, you know, I'll have a coworker just chime in, and I'm in my brain, I'm like, but I, I wasn't addressing you. I was talking to this individual. They're good for that. Um, it t- that takes a level of boldness. And and I'm not saying that the confidence is good, but it does take a level of confidence because somebody could um, you 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 leave yourself to uh, subject to rejection if you go up to somebody and just start having a conversation. Maybe they don't want to talk to you. Maybe you don't look the part or whatever, whatever. So they could possibly reject you, which I think a lot of times that's why people don't just start up conversations or just go up. Hi, my name is so and so. You know, uh, just out of the blue because you can be rejected. So I think a lot of um, us, we we don't do that because 
I don't care to know you, and that sounds bad, but, it, you know, I, I don't know you, so I don't really care to know you, and and you could possibly reject me, and it's not even that serious. Like, I don't care to know you, so why go, you know, why go the extra mile type of deal? But, again, you can have a good attitude in that. Good morning, good morning. They can be talking, but you people have conversations with themselves all the time. But if I'm not responding, it's because I have, I could choose to to not talk, you know. If I'm an introvert, I can choose to not talk, and you can just be talking to yourself. Good uh, evening to everybody. Hey. Uh, I don't mean to interrupt. I'm enjoying hearing what everybody has to say. It's, um, it's interesting. But you know what? I was thinking about something. We live in a world that's, um, I call it a, a wall world, you know, um, along with what the president's, you know, um, outing off about his wall and everything. It seems like the whole world has has a wall up in some way, shape, form, or fashion. And I heard somebody talk about the attitude being, um, you know, so it's, it's about confidence. And that's how I see that thing. You know, um, I don't have to, I mean, um, if I describe myself as one or the other, I would say I'm an introvert. But because of the the, the – I guess you say the calling or the career or the responsibility that I have, I can't afford to, uh, to, to, I can't afford to be an introvert. In other words, in, in what I do, if I am an introvert, I'm probably going to be a failure. I'm not going to be effective. Um, you know, and, and so I think, um, your career, I think your family, I think everything, um, really is driven by, uh, attitude and for me personally, attitude is a choice. It's a choice. I choose to let my sister in. I choose to let my brother in. I choose to give you whatever you know information I want to give you, and um, uh, that's good. I think, and I think that's also bad because um, it keeps us from working together. It keeps us from coming together. And what I had to do in order to be effective in what I've been called to do is I had to literally change my attitude and say, look, you know, uh, I've got to let some people in. I've got to include some people. I've got to be a part of these um, meetings and and, and all these things. I I had to do that. And in doing so, um, I began to see a change in other folks' attitudes. So in other words, attitude is a choice. I can choose to be negative. I can choose to be um, you know, shut down, if you will. I can choose to open up. I can choose. It it, it really boils down, you know, even biblically speaking, you know, uh, when it talks about attitude in various areas, it, it literally talks about, it'll say, let this happen and let that happen. In other words, it means that we um, uh, 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 have the choice to do so. We're in control of it. So whether we're introverts or extroverts or whatever, um um, you know, that, that may be just a, I don't know, just heredity. It may be uh, a result of our environment, or maybe it's a choice or whatever. But either way, I think that um, we need to make sure that our attitude is where it needs to be because when it's not, it affects more than just me. It affects all those around me. So um, maybe you guys don't see it that way, and I'll respect that definitely, but Man, with, with what we do, um, I can't afford to 
shut down or, or turn inward, but so much because for me it's like um, when I do when I protect myself, I've almost called myself God because that's his responsibility. That's above my pay grade, you know. Yeah. So uh, what what I do is I just say, okay, God, you put me here to try to protect my kids and protect these congregations and whatever until they get strong enough to allow you to do it. But while I'm doing this, I need you to protect me. So, God, you got to protect my reputation. you got to protect everything there is to protect. And so that's what got me, that's what turned me from an extrovert to a, I mean, from an introvert to an extrovert. It, it caused me to open up and say, hey, look, uh, I can reach this person if I share a little more of myself. As I open up, they'll open up. So that may be an odd way of looking at it, but, you know, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it tonight. I think that I agree. We probably should challenge ourselves. Uh, I know I'm definitely going to go out of my way to at least five people, and maybe uh, as the week progresses, the number increase. But that also could change that um, one may prejudge us by, you know, we're not smiling or what have you. So they automatically assume we're upset or angry or don't want to be bothered. But if you, you know, change that, just open that door, like Pastor said, and and initiate, maybe there's something good or great that come out of that could actually change your day and you could pay it forward to someone else. Because I'm one. I'm I'm not that guy. In the shop, I'm a, I keep it BS, barbershop here. I keep it with the segment, but I'm outside of here. I'm not that guy that's just going to go out and start talking. So this right here is kind of, I guess this is my lesson this week because I need to, I guess, open up more. Hmm. You know what? I'm I'm going to jump on this while I got a chance. Um, You know, I'm going to beat him up real good while I got him down. (laughs) I think he he just really identified one of his, you know, until, in my opinion, until you step into um, uh, your, 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 your correct season, um, you know, uh, you you you're gonna be amazed. You are um, uh, a visionary, and a visionary can't afford to be an introvert. They they can't afford to because um, you're a leader. You're the one that lays the the, the groundwork. You're the one that folk are following, and uh, you'll be amazed at um, you know how people will take on your attitude. You can force, you can cause them to have a better day just by letting them know it's a good day. You you just have that impact on people. And, um, the you know, there may have been a season where you were an introvert. Maybe you needed to be to get where you are. But I think that season's over. I think now, because an introvert, probably is not going to get on this line, not going to be excited about these topics, not going to be real when it comes to this. But it's like all of a sudden the light comes on 
you know, at the right time on Tuesday nights. And I think that's there's a new season for for you, my brother, to where okay, God God is saying, Okay, yes, sir, you were an introvert, maybe by choice, maybe by my design, but it's a new season, it's a new day. In other words, I place my hand on you now. I've got things for you to do. There's opportunities out there and people need to see you in a different light. That's just the way it is. You know, um, it's amazing at how our attitude, you know, can really have an effect on someone else. And yeah. because of the respect level that everyone has for you, if, yeah. if 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 you did a switch, and I'm not talking about being that jolly old guy that's bouncing off the walls and this whatever, but showing a, a, a little more of the joy, showing a little more of you. You can still be you uh, without – you know, just being BS, barbershop. And uh, I believe if you would do that, you would be amazed at what transpires with the people around you. I mean, they're waiting on you, man. You're the catalyst. You're the catalyst. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, come on, ladies, y'all got to help me. We got him down. Let's no, go. I, I totally agree. With, <laughs> I agree with everything you're saying, especially when you, uh, ha- you have a platform. And you, you yeah. because you touch the community, that is a platform. Yes. It's like a, a, it's like a celebrity. They have this platform that God has blessed them with to change lives, right? So in order to do that, you do have to come out of your shell because you have the ability, like Pastor is saying, to to change a life. And and because yeah, you, yeah. everybody is, has not been given that platform to be able to touch yeah. as many people as you do in one day. So it's like yeah. if you gotta, you got to. Um, uh, capitalize on that. It's good for business first. Um, it's good for the souls that you're touching. Sec- you know, first yes. actually, it's good for the souls. Secondly, it's good. It's good for business, and it will bring about other opportunities. Um, because what what they say back in the day, a closed mouth don't get fed. You know, if you if you're if you're if you're closed in, that people don't know what the need is. People don't know, uh, you know, your vision. They don't know. They don't know anything because you're 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 shut down. But the minute you open up, um, needs are met. The the Bible says that he he'll, uh, man will just give unto your bosom. He will only do that, and he will only give to you the things that you need, and even the things that you've been praying for that you want. If he knows what what the vision is, what what it is that you need, you know what I mean. A lot of times we are, um, and it's a, it's a it's a pride thing, especially if you can if you're independent and you can take care of yourself. I don't need nothing. I just need me, and I need to work hard, and I need to just keep pushing. But God is like, hey, if you uh, you can actually um, skip all of that uh, very hard work for for many many years if you just talk to this one individual right here who has in his pocket everything that you need to do what you need to do. You know what I mean? So I, I completely agree with that. Whenever you're given a platform, especially. And let me let me add on a little more. I feel good tonight. <laughs> let me say something else. You know, the thing about it is, it is it is absolutely amazing. Let me let me give you a, a flaw of a pastor. Uh, now I thank God. I must admit, I, I this is really not me, but the flaws of most pastors. Because I go out of my way not to do this. And if you guys catch me doing it, please. Stomp a mud hole in me right quick, but most pastors are arrogant. They're used to people following them. They want, you know, you to follow them. When you and I started talking years ago, and especially a few months ago, you know, when we started talking about, you know, some of the things that's, you know, heading your way and heading, you know, our way, if you will, 
you know, my words were and my attitude was simply, you know what, I'm going to follow you. I'm here for you. It wasn't, look, brother, you got to get with me. I, I'm the guy. I'm that dude. It was clear to me, look, God has placed this vision in you, okay? Now, if you don't step out and do what you're doing, if you're not excited about these ventures, then don't expect me to be excited. You know, mm-hmm. it's obvious you're the leader of your household. You know, no disrespect to your wife, none whatsoever. I, I'm sure she understands what I mean. You're the leader of your household, and that's great, but, you know, everybody else is going to follow the leader. And so you're mm-hmm. king, and so you can't mm-hmm. raise uh, your boys to be anything but, you know, your successors. And so if you're introverted, it's a good possibility that they will be also. But you're raising them to be leaders. You're raising them to uh, uh, to make a difference. And in order to do that, you know, you don't have to be violent by any means. You don't have to be violent. You, do, you can still be you, but uh, just more boisterous. Because you, you'll quickly say, I'm not that guy. You know, if I can help you, I will, but I'm not that guy. Listen, dude, you're that guy, at least for this season, you're that guy. And if I'm going to follow you, I need to know where you're going. And in and, order and for me to know where you're going, you got to talk to me. you got to walk the walk. you got to lead by example. And, 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 uh, and I'm all in. I'm all in. And so if I'm all in, I feel like if you can get a arrogant, cocky, chicken-eating, Cadillac-driving pastor to to follow you. I don't drive a Cadillac. <laughs> but I think you're doing all right, man. So so this is not beat Sean night, but brother, I'm telling you, there's there's something great that God is doing with you and I hear you, you know, want to take the back seat, but nah, God's got you driving and I need you to understand, you know, the same thing that I was told years ago. Listen, uh you're not God but you're God's uh, uh mouthpiece. You're God's arms, you're God's legs. Whenever God gets ready to do something with this, with with our generation or with our people or whatever, He's going to work through somebody, and you're the chosen one. So, because you're the chosen one, you got to take your rightful place. And if you don't understand it, go watch the little cartoon called Lion King. As a, there's a there's a place where a little lion called Simba had to stand up on Pride Rock and understand who he really is. So you are that dude, man. You're that dude, and I honor you for that. So, husband, I'm going to let them beat up on you, but I'm going to go ahead and say I got you back right here. Because (laughs) while they are right, while they are right, and I agree with with everything they're saying wholeheartedly, um, I got to tell you, just from my perspective and just from being, you know, here with you day in and day out, you are heading in the right direction. You're not as introvert as you'd like to think you are. Because, you know, just from having little conversations with your clients and, you know, talking to you about your day and, like, having people reach back out to you about a good word that you gave them that day or what have you, you are doing what God wants you to do. Um, you know, I think that what, what Pastor and I are saying, that it, it's time for you to, you know, do that on a, on a greater scale, on a greater scheme of things but you have to kind of also look at it like that's why you're experiencing the growth and the blessings um, that you have. It's because, you know, you're, you're heading in the right direction. Doing a good job. Now, I, I must, I think, um, with, when you're going in 
aspects, and there are a lot of, of challenges that come your way. And I want, uh, I've said it, you know, as Pastor was saying earlier, call me cocky, call me what you want. But I will stand in the paint um, for and against whomever for what I believe for, quote, unquote, the righteous. So, excuse me, we, as a, as a people, when you see someone trying to do something, and I thank all of you for your support, don't beat them up. Embrace them, join them, push them, put them in contact with whom you know that could help that especially in situations like this where it's not for me and I'll go on record and and I've said it a million times everything that I've gone through isn't for me for me to teach and to prevent someone else from going down that same road and the things that each of you have gone through isn't for you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we don't support that we need to do so. So we tend to close up. We tend to shut down and just stay to ourselves because for every for every one person that says good job out of boy, you got a hundred Is that only in our community, or is that, am I imagining this? Because that's what it seemed like I've experienced. Hell, all my life. I feel I, I like, think, um, <clears throat> you want me to go? You go. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, go ahead. I think it's a part, um, it's a mixture of, of a little bit of everything. It's it's how you are brought up, and then it's, it's what you see around you. So, yes, I think it is also a part of your community. For instance, you know, with with our kids, it's whatever they whatever they get into, whether they get into soccer or football or basketball or band or what have you. Um, you know, if you cannot be there for a specific game or a specific event, you know, you just instill in them and tell them to go for the gold or do your best or good job when they when they do a good job. And you know, one of us is there given that support, you know what I'm saying? So I think that part of the fear or, you know, of to succeed or feel failure, I think that's kind of along these lines, you know, comes from a little bit of all of it, your parenting, your upbringing, your community, um, your family, um, what you see, you know, on whether you watch TV or, you know, um, examples that you have in your life that, um, kind of shape who you are. Hmm. Okay. I think that, well, I, I tell my kids that, you know, failure, that's our question. We only going to focus on the success. And that's not an option. That's mandatory. So you, you got to be your best. You got to offer your best in everything that you do. And if you think you've done a good job, Go back and recheck because nine times out of ten, you can do better. I tell my son Michael, and y'all hear me talk about Michael all the time. 
go double check your work. You finished and you have 10 minutes to spare. If you have two minutes to spare, go back and double check just in case. Just in case a part of the equation. And nine times out of ten, the part that we leave out, the most important part, change the answer, the outcome. But see, that's 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 part of what um, group, or at least I was talking about earlier, in a sense. Okay, you 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 understand that you're leading in. You understand that that's your responsibility, and all of that. And so you you're you're telling them to go the extra mile, do that extra thing. But you know, um, Michael's your son. You got three sons, but guess what? You know, you've also have you also have uh, what the Bible considers as some. <laughs> Spiritual sons, you've got some brothers in the shop that you know you have to instruct. Likewise, you've got uh, guys that um, you know are logged in right now. They're looking for um, a leader. I mean, you know as well as I do, there are a lot of brothers out there that um, they've gotten old, but they haven't matured. You know, their age increased, but their maturity level didn't. In other words, they never had someone to motivate them to tell them, listen, yes, you can. You can do this. Don't don't say that about yourself. You can put your mind to it. You can do anything. So you have that mentality. You're telling people. You tell people that, and it matters. And I know that's prevalent in our, in our society. You know, we got this crab mentality. We pull each other down. But there's a scripture, and I'm not trying to preach to you guys. And it says, in essence, this. It says, um, it's all about attitude. It says, let the weak say I'm strong. Now, to me, it sounds like God is saying, go ahead and lie about what you're dealing with. But that's not what he's saying. He's saying, even when you're weak, go ahead and say I'm strong. There's something about the the power of words. There's something about, um, you know, speaking positive. There's something about, uh, for instance, when I hear Monica on the line, I hear the voice of a supportive wife. I hear somebody, you know, so in the, regardless of what anybody says about, you know, you got to be weak to be a wife or you got to be, no, no, no. I hear strength in her. I hear power in her. When I hear Sean, I hear somebody that, you know, is ordained by God for this season, you know, to lead and instruct. When I hear my sister, I uh, never met her, but she has this anointing in her voice, you know, and I hear her say she's an introvert. She couldn't be an introvert if she wanted to be. She has to work hard at it because she's got joy in her voice. She's a, She just motivates people. She just She's going to speak her opinion while respecting yours. And so this is the example of the Bible that I'm talking about. Let the weak say I'm strong. Everybody on here uh, is speaking with such power, you know, and that's a matter of attitude. That means I believe in what I'm saying. I can stand on what I believe. I can respect you and all that, but you know what? I got control of me. I got my faults, but I also have my beliefs and my strengths. And that's, that's I think, you know, attitude. I think that's leadership. I think, I mean, it says so much. I mean, because, again, let the weak say I'm strong. Come on, man. That seems just as crazy. That's in the Bible. That's in the Bible. That's in the Bible. While you're down, while you're out, you know, say, you know, everything's going to be all right. You know, the little train from being a little kid, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. He was climbing a hill. 
you know. And that's what it takes sometimes. It's a matter of attitude. You got to know that, you know, trouble is not going to last forever. You got to know that, you know, whatever I'm dealing with is a temporary situation. Uh, uh, when we're talking to someone else, we got to tell them, okay, I really don't know what you're dealing with, but I know that um, you'll come up, you know, uh, victorious at some point if you don't quit. And, Sean, that's what you bring to the table. Monica, that's what you bring to the table. Uh, my sister, forgot your name, but that's what you bring to the table. I get motivated. I'm like, man, this lady is, she bringing the noise, you know. So, y'all, that, that's the way we're supposed to be. We've all got to come out of our shells and motivate folk. Folk want to be motivated. Folk want to be want to be encouraged. Folk want to be told that you can make it, you can do it, everything's going to be all right. Folk want that. It's needed. And in this season, God has placed his hand on some of us to stand up and do that in the right forum. You know, Pastor, you said um, uh, let the weak say I'm strong. It, it's funny because immediately I heard, you know, weakness is a part of strength, just like failure yes. is a part of success. Yes. So yes. it's, it's funny because we, we think that we think success, success, and we think strength, strength, but there's an opposite to that, but it's a part of that. And so they'll they'll tell you, hey, part of success is failure. You you have yes. to know what the opposite feels like so that when you get to the success, when you get to the strength, you, you know that that's what it is because you felt the opposite. So the, so yes. it's, it's, failure is a part of success just like weakness is a part of strength. And and we have to remember that um, even when we lose, we win. So I oh, see even, when, even when even when we lose, we win. And the devil is so and it's his job to make us feel like to stay in that loser or that weak uh, state and say, hey, see, this is who, this is really who you are. No, no. Even when I lose, I win because ultimately the battles have already been won. So although yes. I'm going through the process, the journey of this thing, it may not feel good now, but I know on the other side of it is victory. So it's 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 all a part. It's all a part of it, and we got to embrace both sides. We got to embrace both and, sides, and so I I totally agree with um, I totally agree with with what you said. Well, I mean, it's like uh, somebody said earlier: what we go through is not just for us. I mean, if you think about it, everybody has that success story, and everybody likes to talk about, you know, how we made it, how great it was and everything. But every day wasn't great. I mean, listen, my wife wife made different. She made made something totally different. But in my mind, at least, I think I'm a pretty fair husband. But the only reason I'm a decent husband is because I was a horrible boyfriend. I was bad. (laughs) You know, so the things that you learn, you know, while you're down, it helps you, you know, uh, to become something great. I mean, I really do believe that failure is really the womb to success. I believe that that's where it comes from. And some of the greatest inventions happen because of, you know, failure. And, um, again, that's part of attitude. you got to have enough attitude to say, hey, look, I jacked that up. I messed that up. It is what it is, but I learned from it, and now I'm going to teach someone else. You don't have to fall in that hole because I've been in it. I know it's there, and even though it's not covered up, I'm not going to let anybody else fall in that thing. So, um, again, still talking about attitude. I think that's, you know, we got to have enough of a positive attitude to be able to share um, our pain. 
You know, Jesus himself, after he come down off the cross, he took his disciples and said, hey, there's, look at my hands. You want to touch it? Touch it. You know, this is where they stabbed me, and this is where they put the nails in my hand. You can touch it. He didn't hide his flaws and, and his, mm-hmm. I mean, his pain. He didn't hide it. So why do we hide ours? Why do we hide ours? You know, if you got the right attitude, I may not, you know, I may not show it to everybody every time, but I don't mind you knowing that I'm not super preacher that's never sinned. I'm, I'm good with that because that's unrealistic to me. I, I need you to know that, hey, uh, you know, I had a hold of that that bag one time, and that bag wasn't the right bag or whatever, you know. So it's just a matter of attitude, man. We just got to we gotta step up. We got to step out. We got to take our right for place, uh, and we gotta we gotta be strong as we're doing those things. So uh, the beating up of my brother's over. Don't nobody hit him anymore. I got his back now. <laughs> nah, I'm 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 cool with it. You know, uh, it don't happen often. I'm usually the uh, the aggressor, the the, <laughs> the one that, that that gives it. So um, I guess when it's my turn, it's it's my turn. But I do appreciate all that you guys have have given me. Um, I mean, knowledge is infinite, and y'all have given me enough. <laughs> and I do appreciate and do welcome more. Um, you, someone mentioned earlier about about a plan, about the vision. I was conversing with someone here recently, and um, their situation had came about and they didn't know the direction to go because there was no plan. At what point, I know you should start out with a plan, but how often should you go back and revise that plan? Because the elements change, the the end game may still be the same, but the other players in the game may be different. Their roles may be different. You may have to pick up, you know, multiple roles or multiple hats just to get to the to the end. Me personally, that's when I give up and be like, you know what, I just do it all myself here because I can't depend on anybody <laughs> for support. I'm at it ten toes down by myself in the paint. So at what point should we revamp the plan? Or not necessarily revamp it, but um, go back and revise it. I don't know if you would necessarily revise the plan. Um, you know, you you know for yourself just different things that that we've been through in in the personal life. Whether it's you know opening a shop and you you run up on these obstacles, we never went back to the drawing board and said, okay, here's what we're gonna revise. We stayed in there and we just dealt with, or we weathered the storm, so to speak, and whatever it was that we needed to produce at the time, whether it was paperwork or <clears throat> or take a meeting here or take a meeting there or, you know, um, we adjusted and we kind of adapted to it and we, but we never changed the plan. The plan was, you know, we're going to open a shop and, and here's what it's going to be. Here's the vision. We laid that out from the very beginning. And even though, you know, you go through different experiences um, or, again, like I just said, different hurdles, God still brought that plan or brought that vision to pass. So if you continue to go back and and change the plan and revise it, then do you really know where you want to go? 
you know, you don't. You know, you said something that was you, vital. You said, go ahead. you said God put that vision in place. A lot of times we put a plan in place that God didn't put in place. We did. And so the, the only time you would need to revise a plan is to go back and say, well, Lord, was this your plan <laughs> or, was, or was it mine? Because when, it, when it's yours, it, don't, it, it's not, it, it doesn't function correctly. And then that would make you think, well, wait a minute. Now, not all the time does God give us a plan and it, it turns out the way we think it's going to, but there is a difference in uh, your plan and God's plan. If, if it's not aligned and you, and you start putting that thing in motion, it can come back to bite you. And then you have to go back to God and say, hey, Lord, did I go before myself, you know, did, did I go ahead of myself in this, or was this even your plan to begin with? So I think that was vital. It, you have to know that it's, it's God's plan, and then you can weather the storm because there will be storms that come, that come with God's plan. Not all of his plans come with storms, but a lot of times they will come with some obstacles that, and that, that's just designed to see if you if you really hearing from them, and it's designed to see if you really believe, and it's designed for your betterment. But I think that when when you when you when you do something that is not in God's plan, I think that's, that's when it's true. Uh, mm-hmm. And you, you kind of have to be say, in prayer along mm-hmm. the way. You know what I'm saying? Like when when. God wants for us, this is what I was taught, and this is kind of what, you know, I'm experiencing, you know, personally, but God wants for us what we want for us. Now, the way we want it, God may not give it to us that way in the order that we ask, but, you know, we we came together and, and, you know, we said, okay, we want to open a barbershop. That was my husband's vision, and we put it all on paper, and we kind of laid out everything we want, and we didn't tell God how to bless us. You know what I'm saying? We we did pray about it and put it in the prayer. And then as we made one step, he made two, and everything eventually came together. Um, but the the shop, you know, was, was what my husband wanted. So God wanted that for him as well. Um, and then the lessons or the obstacles that we encountered along the way, we obviously got through them with prayer, but, but those were lessons that he had to learn in order to, gain more patience or gain more knowledge about the business or gain more knowledge about dealing with people and just doing this process because at some point, you know, he may have to counsel someone else to do the exact same thing. So I think that, yeah, you're right. You have to make sure that I guess what you want is aligned with what God or aligns with what God would want for us. Um, You know, the, the Bible says ask. Right? It says mm-hmm. knock, and the door will be open, ask, and it will be given. And I think that it, some people kind of overthink this thing. It is as simple as that. Um, at the beginning of every year, you know, he and I sit down and we talk about short term goals and long term goals. Here's what we want to achieve this year. And I'll tell you, last year, half the stuff that we wanted to achieve, we achieved it in the first quarter. But just because we came together, we wrote it down, we prayed about it, and God made it happen. And before June, or by the time June came, we looked back and we, we checked off, you know, six things off the list. You know, and by the end of the year, we accomplished more than we'd even asked for. You know, we didn't even, we didn't see the full picture at the beginning. So I think, you know, you do have to continue to go back and, re, and revise 
a little bit if if you're missing something or if you're not in tune with God when you write that thing down. Okay, a lot of so times our plan we, is not big enough. Mm-hmm. The Lord is, you know, he'll say, uh, he, he, you, you need to ask for bigger. I, I'm a yeah. God who, you know, died and rose in three days. I'm a God who created this world and rested on the seventh. Like, I need you to ask for something bigger. And so a lot right. of times we're asking for, for smaller things, and he's like, no, I'm not, that's not what, that's not what I have for you. It's it's bigger than that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. It, it's definitely a, a, a prayer thing. So yeah, should we plan? So should we plan then pray or pray then plan? Because I mean, you pray then plan. That's the order. You yeah. pray and then plan. Lord, what is your plan? And then whatever your plan is, make it clear to me. Because when you're praying God's will, that's when He will open the door. Not and sometimes He'll open the door. You, you especially if we move ahead of ourselves, He'll do it just to, to show you this. This is not what you want. But uh, if you if you pray and then plan. I think that works a lot better. We had, the Bible says that you you have your, uh, a plan, but I, I order your steps. So it's like uh, to me what that that's saying to me is you may have your plans and have them, but but your steps are ordered. Meaning I have mm-hmm. a plan too, and so it, it, you, you have your plans. But to me, it's easier to pray first because then, Lord, what is your plan? Then that way we don't want to court from the jump. You know what I mean? So then that I'm, I'm not making all these plans and, and it's not coming together like I think it should. And then now I'm discouraged. Like what the Bible says, and he's like, yeah, that's exactly what the Bible says. The Bible says you have your plans, but your steps are ordered. So, Lord, where is my, what is my first step? So I think mm-hmm. that we, we in everything you guys have said, we've overlooked something major. My wife, she made mention that we write down our goals at the, at the beginning of the year. So we write down the goals and we let God get us there. I'm not one for detail. All the little small stuff, I ain't got time for it. This is the end game. I'm trying to get here the best way that, that I can. Now, in reaching those goals, prayer is definitely a key factor. Because, like as you said, Maya, you know, order our steps. We, we ask. We, you know, we ask for his will to be done. And even if this goal isn't for this year or for this moment, he will mm-hmm. show us mm-hmm. why. Or he, he'll, he'll give us a glimpse of somebody else who's mm-hmm. done something and say, ah, this is why. And you think, man, I'm glad I dodged that one. But the goal, we got to set goals, it, period. Then we pray that God bless those goals and he'll give us the plan to get to attain those goals. Or do I have that order backwards? Yeah, you got, you, you, you got it. But now I'm, you got to understand what angle I'm speaking from. And um, one of the things that, that, um, that I have to do literally every day uh, because, you know, my, 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 my supervisor is not of this world. He's always with me uh, as I have to pray. And when I, as I start my day, the first thing that I'll say is, you know, first of all, thank you. And then after that, Lord, you know what, um, order my steps. Because I have a to-do yeah. list. I have some things that I want to accomplish. But there's one scripture that 
every day, no matter what, I make sure that I quote the scripture, read the scripture, whatever. And it's in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. It says, for I know the plan I have for you. Every day God has a plan for our lives. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. whenever you say that you made a plan, I don't doubt that in the least bit. But I heard someone, one of you guys say, you know, if that plan that you made is not in the will of God, that plan will never come to pass, you know. Right. But now when it is in the will of God, God will give mm-hmm. you how to accomplish the plan. So, you know, God, I believe that there are two plans. I believe that there's one that we have and there's one that God has. And, um, you know, our plan should line up with the, a plan of the will of God. So uh, every day, for me at least, I have to start out with prayer and say, okay, God, um, let me know whatever the plan is. I mean, because for me, my plan is really uh, pretty selfish. It's like my sister says about you know the prayers that we pray. We pray some very small prayers. Lord, please help me to pay this insurance, help me to pay my bills. And God is literally saying, okay, why can you do that? Why don't you pray, Lord, help me to pray, pay for not uh, only my insurance, but six more people that's right behind me here trying right. to pay theirs. Let me pay for theirs right. also, you know. That, right. And that's the, that's the mentality that uh, we have to have. And some prayers do. They literally go unanswered because they're not within the will of God because they're so selfish. You know, God is big enough if he made the world the way I believe that he did. I believe that God can bless me so that I can bless other people also. And and that's the beauty of, um, you know, um, that we have as believers. I mean, you can't ask for too much. You know, uh, Monica said earlier, I think, she said, you know, some of the things they had planned out, you know, God did that thing in the first quarter. Now, come on, y'all. God did almost a year's worth of work in the first quarter. And uh, just think about that. And I know that. They're not selfish. I know that they're blessings to to others and things like that. But that's why the Bible says to whom much is given, much is going to be required. Required. So, yeah, that's just the way that it works, man. It comes with it, and, and you know the the obstacles that comes with the plan. If there's not an obstacle with with it, God didn't give you that plan. Every huh. time that God gives you something, there's going to be oh, yeah. an obstacle. That's just the way that it is. And we got to learn to accept it and just say, you know what? It is what it is. Now that you've shown up, devil, now I know I'm on the right path. You know, uh-huh. John, whenever you get on this line, if there's not some type of interference or some problem or whatever, you need to hang up and do it next week. Because anytime you're doing what's <laughs> right, there's always going to be opposition. You ain't never seen uh-huh. a football team just lay down and let somebody score a touchdown. There's going to be some head knocking. You know, Absolutely. that's the mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, we we got a, there is a plan. And, a and lot your of times vision we, for the shot was clearly in God's yeah, will. Yeah, say it. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was clearly in God's will. So you your vision was right off. You and God's plan was the same. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, the, yes. because he, he moved in the first quarter. And that, that's uh-huh. an indicator that you're on the right track, that you are there absolutely you in alignment. Mm-hmm. There you go. And, you so know, when to, it is, to go back and... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say when it is God's plan, you don't need to revise that. Who is going to revise God's plan? I mean, that's like, that's like me asking you, can you please confirm what God is telling me? Who's going to confirm what he says? I mean, mm-hmm. come on now. <laughs> he said what he said. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, things that, different things that, 
you know, that you go through during that time just to bring this all back around to what we attitude and, you you know, you put your plan in place and, you know, and you start moving along to do what God says you need to do in order for this thing to come to pass. It's all about your attitude when you get to those obstacles. And I can tell you from personal experience, because I ain't perfect, you know, it. Some of those hurdles that we that we go through in life, you know, got me downright upset, you know, and walking around with, you know, an attitude because you know, nothing's ever easy for me. Didn't I tell you that, husband? Like, nothing's ever easy for us. We have to fight tooth and nail to get everything that we got, you know, whether it be, you know, I don't know, a loaf of bread or the last jug of milk when they're calling for snow, you know, like nothing is ever just here take this. This is for you. And then back to what, you know, you both said that God told me to whom much is given, much is required. So it's like, you can't lay down and get this blessing. You can't lay down and think that, you know, I'm going to bring all this to pass. This is going to require some work. This is going to require you to be steadfast. You know, it's going to require you to have a good attitude. It's going to require you to pray and be with me day in and day out. It's going to require you to give you know, my word to the next person. It's going to require you to speak to somebody if you're an introvert. You know, it's going to require all these things of you. And, you know, quite honestly, while you do get the blessing and, you know, you do get the bless other people, sometimes you get drained and your attitude comes down, you know, when your energy level comes down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, I definitely know what you mean because <clears throat> it's, the fight is so draining. <laughs> the fight is 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 very draining, and we got to be prepared. And you know, oftentimes we pray, you know, that God give us strength. And for me, it has. He was like, "Nah, you need to sit down right now. You need to rest because I have something greater for you to do, and you're gonna need all your strength and energy. So we're not gonna, I um." Utilize your energy for this small deed or this small task. We can do that just because. But this that's coming next month, you're gonna need all that because not only for for you to move in this direction or, or to get to this goal, but you got to bring other people with you, kind of like that that um, that sheepdog who keep the sheep in line with moving you know, 10, 12, 20 sheep, that dog barks along each side to keep that, those sheep corral in that straight line. And that's how I think God kind of do me. He as a sheep dog, like, look, not only do you got to take them to the, to the end, but you kind of got to guide them and keep them in line and keep them moving along together. So he may give me the strength for the small stuff, but he was like, nah, lay down, relax, go to sleep, take a nap, what have you, because you got work to do tomorrow, bro. You agree? You said something that was so vital, that that rest part. I don't think, because we are three-part beings, uh, soul, body, and spirit, if we're not feeding those things, um, and we're not in, in our our bodies. If we're not resting, that that is the, normally the time the time that the, the enemy comes and and pounces because 
mm-hmm. we're not resting. You know what I mean? Or we're not we're not feeding ourselves properly. Um, spirit as well. You know, we're not in our word, or we're not in God's presence. And whenever one of those areas are are, are not being fed properly, um, it's hard for us to continue because I am a definitely a person who nothing comes easy to. So, and and I have that has been a question, Lord. Why? I mean, nothing. But mm-hmm. I, I understand this. This is this was a reminder to me tonight that too much is given, much is required. And and when he, mm-hmm. I always thought, okay, it's it's a, it is required. I, I get what you're saying, but I missed it until tonight's call, really. So that that was a blessing for me. But when you're not feeding those three areas, the the devil weakens you um, in in your fight, and so you start to feel like you know just forget it type of deal. And that's if he can get us to just lift our hands and just say forget it, nothing will ever get done. So we we have to make sure that those three areas we're, we're feeding properly, so that we have the strength to to do what we need to do. So that that word rest that that is the absolute truth. And, and, and that can work both us. ways when you sorry <laughs> when no, you no, throw no, your go, hands go, up go. and you say forget it. You know sometimes God steps in because I've done that before. Sometimes God steps in and say you know what. I think you forgot who I am. Let me just show you who I am. And whatever it is that you were going through, as soon as you say forget it, God comes through. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, you know what, I'm done. I'm too tired. I'm weak. I'm over it, you know. And it's like, but you forgot I'm still God. I'm still God, you know. So that, I'm I'm with you. Like tonight has also been a blessing because it also brought me back to, you know, the, the thought that had been, Pouncing in my mind for a couple months To whom much is given To whom much is given And um, you know it's just Like I'm probably still More of an introvert than, than I'd like to be or than some May think but it's just You know not only will my Husband be required to kind of step Out of his shell a little bit but I'm his wife so it's going to require a little bit of me Too and yes, ma'am. you know and, you know, unfortunately, I don't have a choice in this thing. If God says go, then, you know, I get up and I, I go. And um, so, yeah, this has been a blessing to me as well. Well, listen, this thing you guys are talking about concerning rest, um, that's that smacked me in the face. But because, you know, God intended, we act as if, okay, because he gave us the plan, our, our attitude is, I got to work 24-7, 365. That's not the case, you know. One of the things that we argue about um, in, in in the Christian faith, unfortunately, is what day is the Sabbath day? Is it Saturday? Is it Sunday? And everybody's entitled to their opinion. But this is the way that thing has been absolutely just uh, explained to me, basically by, I'm going to say by God, but with my study, with my prayer, is this, you know, God did everything in six days, and on the seventh day, the Bible said he just rested. I think what he was saying was when we say Sabbath day, he's saying we need a time of rest. There's a time to work, but there's a time to rest also, and we don't do that. We don't Resting allows our body to heal, our mind to mend, you know, our heart to come back together, all those things, and we don't want to rest, but rest is part of the plan. Rest is part of the plan. The Bible also says night comes where no man can work. Now, night is not necessarily, you know, 2 a.m. Night means after you've done what you're supposed to, you you get some rest and let God do his thing. I promise you, you're not going to get behind if you take a rest. 
You have to re- learn to rest. You have to learn to rest. Because after you're burned out, y'all, honestly, we're no good for nothing or nobody. And so we've got to learn how, you know, to re- rest. And rest means relying on God. Rest means knowing that I've done all, all I'm supposed to do. Rest means, you know what, um, I understand that I am a three-part being. And you know what, I, I need to lay my head on this pillow, and I don't need to move. I need to rest everything. I don't need to lay in my bed and calculate what I did today. Leave it alone. Let it go. You can't change it anyway right now. Leave it alone and get yourself some rest. All right. So y'all attacking me again, right? Everybody yeah, not, who knows not on me, purpose. That is hilarious. <laughs> that's not me. I'm 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 supposed to get ahead all the time. <laughs> You know, if I'm not working at the shop, I'm working here, working lumberjack, working something. I'm always working. And I'm, I guess I'm insecure from the past, you know, like I'm not going back. I am not going back. I am going <laughs> forward. And if it killed me, I am going forward. I ain't going to nobody's drug game. I ain't going back to nobody's hood. Not to live. I'll go back to pull people out, but I ain't going back to live. That's just not going to happen no more. You know what I mean? Well, stop for I, a second. Stop for I second. am scared yeah, to rest. Let, let me stop. That's you what I'm not just saying. People are you, you, fear, fearful. You, you, you're, you, you, you're not going back to live. You're not going back to the game. You're not going back. I heard you, but can I ask you a question? If you don't rest, you're going back to be buried, and I'm going to do the funeral. I don't want it like that. So you, you got to get some rest. You got to get some rest, brother. You got to get some rest. You got to get. You got to get part of leading. Part of leading. Listen, if you don't rest, the folk that are following you, you're not going to allow them to rest either. And you can't. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. I take authority over that right now. No, you ain't killing the rest of us that's following you, man. Right. You gotta get some rest. Slave driver, that's a deal. You gotta get some rest. That's right. You can't you can't be a hammer and look at everything like it's a nail. No, no, no. You gotta get a rest, some rest. You know. And when you get rest, we're allowed to rest. because I understand the the, the what has happened in the past to say, you know, I'm not going back there. You said there's a fear, but guess what? God hasn't given you fear. He's given you power. You don't have to be afraid anymore. That's why it's giving you the vision. So you won't have to go back until you're pulling somebody else out. I promise you it's not going to fall apart if you take a rest. Now let's look at it like this. If God worked six days creating everything and he rested on the seventh, you mean to tell me Sean got to keep pushing? Then I need to start praying to you. Because apparently. (laughs) And that same God is dwelling in you. Right before I, we came on, I had to lay down 15 minutes and nap, like rest, <laughs> because I've been I've been going, and it it happens, you know. I mean, some I'm not gonna say I'm obedient when it happens. Like he gotta lay me down. Like I get cranky, I get irritable, I'm mad at everybody and everything. 
just because I need that few minutes to close my eyes. So you're right. It's very necessary. It's very healthy. But I know, um, I know I'm guilty of it. I, I, my body, will, I would get sick. Literally, that's what pressed me down. And I never get sick. Maybe once a year, I feel like it's it's my body. Like we gonna weigh you down. You gonna weigh. It's like, I, I can go too, so it's definitely, yeah, that is, that's the word of the night, right? And so much is given, much is required. Oh, about that. I remember I told you I wanted the, the helicopter. And you was like, yeah, bro, yes, you're going to get it. And mm-hmm. remember, when you get it, I'm going to call you to come to come talk. And I'm going to need you that's to right. be ready to pop that helicopter to come. And hey, I you're absolutely right. I'll be that because I understand to whom much is given, much is required. I get yes. it. But yes. But the helicopter is going to come while I'm sleeping. Yeah, okay, now we're talking. Now we're talking. They cut, there has to come a point because a lot of times we don't want to rest because we don't know what's going to happen while we're resting. In other words, we don't trust anybody with what we're doing. And we can't be like that, man. We got to get to the point where we understand, you know what? I know that the world's not going to fall apart. Uh, look, man, I pastor, and guess what? If I, if God forbid this happened, but I pass away tonight, you know what they're going to do Sunday? They're going to have service. They're going to roll somebody else up in there. They'll say some nice stuff about me, but service will continue. There's not a whole lot that we're doing that will stop if we stop, you know? We've got to learn to literally sometimes take our hands off of it. Say, okay, God, I give you this while brother recuperates. That's why I'm going to put it in your hands. And uh, matter of fact, one of the greatest scriptures in the Bible says, come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, I will give you rest. I'll give Mm -hmm. you rest. I, I won't let anything happen while you're sleeping. Enjoy your rest. Refresh your mind, your body, your heart, your spirit. Go ahead and refresh yourself so that you're not cranky. Nobody wants a cranky leader. Nobody wants somebody that's irritable. Uh, uh, like my sister said, my body all sick and broke down, and here I am trying to lead you throwing up on me. I don't need that. Right. <laughs> I know me, me and Marlon talked once upon a time about I was telling him that, you know, you have to utilize the people that God has placed around you to help you because in that way you can rest easy because at the end of the day, that's why we're made, we're, we're connected to one another because when, when God tells you to rest, the reason why the church is going to continue on Sunday is because you've got the right leadership in the right place and they know what to do while you're resting. And so when we have a team of people, because God, for every leader, God gives a team. When you have a team that's strong and knows your vision, and, and, and has, has your heart in their best interest, you can rest and not think that everything is going to fall apart. By the time I wake up, I'm going to have to redo everything. And I, I said, you know what I mean? Like you'll have the right people in place to help you because your vision is not going to happen just with you. So God is, God is placing and is placed a team around you that can handle your vision while you're resting. Man, let me put a bow on this thing and give y'all a little quick story because here's the thing. God always has a succession plan. You know, when God stepped off the scene, if you will, then Jesus came on the scene. Now, let me show you this thing. With me, okay, uh, I knew I needed some help. I, I knew I did, 
But here's the thing. When the deacons came to me and said, okay, uh, you got to have some help. The things that's being implemented, you got to have help. Okay, cool. Uh, well, uh, tradition says I got to have, it's got to be a, a male, and he's, you know, it's got to be somebody I've known for a while. And I was looking around, I was like, man, I wouldn't trust this dude with my dog, you know. And so one of the trustees came to me and said, who do you trust? I said, that lady right there. It's a lady that, you know, I licensed her, you know, 15 years ago, whatever. I can turn my back on her. I know she's got it. Well, the problem was, you know, um, my plan says it can't be a woman. My attitude was, you know what, I'll mess the church up if I do that. God's plan was it needs to be a woman. And uh, that, that 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 steps in, you know, when you're out or whatever, whatever, she can hold it together. She's got your back. She knows your vision. You don't have to worry about her hurting anything or anybody. And literally for the last five, six, seven years, y'all, I'm telling you, every time I go, whether I'm preaching in, you know, South Carolina or Japan, she handles things. When I come back, things are in order. And there are other churches now saying, can we get her? Because she's ready to pastor right now. So in other words, man, you know, the whole thing is about the plan, the attitude, the rest, and all of this. And so if we do it God's way, you can get all those things. And so when I do leave, when I do leave, when I do step away, or if I have to step away, she's already prepared. She could carry the church and continue the exact same vision that was already in place. And that's what it's all about. You got to trust the people that God placed around you, not the people that uh, put themselves there. And, you know, um, you know, if God put me in Sean's life, then guess what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to divert from the vision. I'm not going to, you know, take it and go my way with it. This is what it is. We're going to do that because God will put people around you that you can trust. He'll really do that. And people that will tell you, I'm going to give you rest. Go let it, let go let it, go let it out, brother. Go take you a few days off. Take your beautiful wife somewhere. I got this. I got this. I have a problem. I'll call you or whatever. So that's it for me right there, y'all. I got me, man. Please, <laughs> I got I got God's plan. I got the right attitude. I got the rest. I understand to whom much is given, much is required. Man, I'm ready to do this thing now. Man, you know, I was just having a conversation and. I was thinking, you know, I need to maybe have a a shop manager, right, to kind of make this a little personal. And it it was it was there, but if someone's come in from the outside, they won't be as personal in understanding to situations that may require your undivided attention as the owner, because, you know, you have relationships, you know, that they say, hey, you know, um, situation happened, you know, something came up, can I double up this week or, you know, whatever the case may be. And maybe having someone who don't know just be like, nah, that can't happen, but that takes the compassion out. You know what I mean? So when with this lady that, that you have who assists you when you're gone, did you have to train her 
poor poor choice of words. Did you have to to teach her or to um, set parameters or guidelines or how did did that work? First of all, it was based off of pure just love. I mean, in other words, um, go back to being an introvert and I, uh, extrovert and all of this. Uh, I didn't hide anything from her. You know, once I knew that God placed her in my life, I didn't hide anything. Things that I could not share with, uh, I was reluctant to share with others, I poured it out on her. I poured into her. And then I gained this, I went to a seminar, literally had nothing to do with ministry. I don't know, the, the, the title was catchy to me. It said, Train the Trainer. And literally, that thing just hit me. It was like, okay, am I to be so selfish to where I only want to see this church succeed while I'm here? Well, then I need to train the trainer. I need to I need to train the one that can keep this thing moving forward. So uh, it came through prayer. It came through uh, spending time. It, it, I invested in her. I invested in her. And when I say invested in her, I didn't have to go have no late night luncheons. I didn't have to go and you know do all these. It wasn't it wasn't about all of that. You know, uh, it was like Lord, you know. Let me see this woman and other women as my sister. That way there's nothing sexual there, none of that stuff. And also listening to her, finding out where her heart was. And then she finally told me, you know, this is the thing right here. She said, uh, I understand. But she never would say I got it. She would never say that. The only way I found out is when I had to go away. And I never intended to go away. My mother-in-law passed. And when she passed, I found out that everything that I had poured into her, everything she had watched me do, she did it like a, I mean, with a fine-tooth comb. And from there on, I knew then I've got the right one. And even though there's other churches calling, have been for a while, she said, this is my assignment. I'm here to make you succeed. I'm here to make sure that you're everything you're supposed to be. Brother, you can't sit there and, and uh, your season has changed, man. I mean, obviously you'll be in the shop, but, man, you, you've got to invest in somebody that, in essence, uh, has caught your spirit. They know what's in your heart. They don't want anything other than what's best for you. And you succeeding makes them succeed even more. So, man, this is good. I know time is out, but this is good. Mm. Well, <laughs> that's all I can say. Well, I hate that I asked. <laughs> I hate, I hate because, because you're absolutely right. Um, in the event that something do happen, you know, foreseen situations, somebody has to be there to 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 make it happen. But because yes. me because it was just so hard to people have their own agendas to to trust. Right? So it was hard for me to delegate somebody or something to say, you know, I need you to make it happen. Because remember when you have those those high expectations, you get disappointed. You know what I mean? So I guess for me, I just have to 
Jive have to have to work with me in that regard because I I, I don't know. It's hard for me to delegate. You know, do it yourself. Look, man, you leave home every single day, and you leave your greatest resource with your wife. You 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 just leave them there. You leave you leave your kids there with your wife every single day. Your greatest resource, and you can leave those kids like that, but you won't leave that shop. Come on, man. There's, mm. there's a greater that meeting a word? that you may have to you 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 may have to go out to a greater <laughs> meeting, you know. And you got to be able to. It's not about listen to me. Hear me good. You don't have to trust anybody in that shop. Your trust should be in God. He said, trust in the Lord with all your heart. You trust that God's going to prepare that, have that right person uh, placed before you, and then you prepare that person. And when you, once you prepare them, listen, once you have that type of confidence in me, I'm not going to bite that hand that feeds me. Somebody might, but, you know, so you've got to look at it like that. So put your trust in God and put the training in that person, and then you watch them. And at the right time, God will slowly, slowly provide the test as necessary to show that person that they're capable and to show you that that person is able. It's in you. It is It is in you. I'm telling you, your season is changing. And in order to implement a big vision, you're going to have to cover more territory than you're covering. And I think more mm-hmm. than that, you know, you don't have to look for it. No, like if you're no out doubt. looking and searching, then, then yeah. it's all wrong. It's not going to work. You know, the the person, whomever it may be, you know, God places them in your life. It's not for yes. It's not, it's, in truth be told, you probably already have that person. It's just a matter probably of them moving closer to their calling and there then you, you, you see what I'm saying? So you can't force it. They have to kind of move closer to their calling on their own, which may be that right-hand man, that full-time you know, that being there that full time, that point one or point two, however you want to say it. Hmm. Man, this thing, you know, is, this thing is this thing mm-hmm. is so good. Listen, the Bible said he didn't find it the wife, find it a good thing. You did not go looking for your wife. She came to you. You just found her. She was right there. Let me let me take it a little deeper for you. That's good when it comes to male female relationship, but you need a wife for the shop. You're the father over the shop. You're the husband over the shop. You're the daddy over the shop. Guess what? You don't have to go looking for that other person that can maintain that. They're right there with you. They're there, but you just got to just relax, let it happen. Don't make it happen. Like she said, don't look for it. Just let it happen, and you will know. You will know. God is not going to allow you to lose what's been built. He'll put a hedge around that while you're away. He'll, he'll he'll do that, but man, this is um, this is man, this is your season. This is, you know, this is this is your season. You know, my who who's on the line, her husband told her to come to the shop and um, pretty much be of assistance, whatever I need him. And when um, we we move locations. It was one of those, like, she was always, what you need me to do? What you need me to do? What you need me to do? I'm like, well, you know, those small stuff. Move this or or call these people, call those people. But just that that was, you know, kind of like 
what you just give, what you just described. You know, her husband was like, he can use your help. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And truthfully, I, she she came. You know, it wasn't a lot of of great stuff, but um, she came through when I when I needed her. So yeah. that yeah. that makes perfectly good sense. Um, <laughs> of course, me being me, um, nah, I don't really know because that that fear factor, you know, of of delegation, you know, me and the family go on vacation. Who's going to make sure the shop is stocked, and who's going to make sure that ain't nobody killing each other, and who's going to make sure that nobody's cussing people out, you know, and that that could be her. I don't know. That's <laughs> I, I, honestly, I, I don't know. It could. Um, Patrick, you, you, you know, you've known him way longer than I have, but just in the short time that I have known him, I know it takes a real special anointing to uh, work with this man. Um, and and I have done a lot of praying. <laughs> like, <laughs> but but you know, it's crazy because um, I am sharp as I am, and you do have to. Um, Make sure that you know you stay prayerful, and um, you just have to make sure that you stay prayerful. I, I literally, I when we when when we moved from the, the smaller area to the bigger area, we was with the carpet. We was putting in some language, and I was praying. Like I literally, we we all. I think everybody in the shop held hands and prayed um, over that shop, and everybody that walked up in it because. Um, that is that is important, you know what I mean, for for, for God's plan to flourish. Um, you know, you got to cast out spirits because you, you're dealing with the community, so you don't know who's walking up in there. You know what I mean? Who's walking up in there? And my discernment is tough. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, you know if, it, if it's not right, you know, and so I think that it, it's been a, it's been a blessing. It's been it's definitely been a blessing. Knowing this dude, and it's it's been um, it's been hard, but it has revealed some things in me that I need to work on too. And so it's been a growing it's a growing um, place, a growing foundation. And and then I admire what it is that he does, you know, as far as being a, a younger because I'm older than him, but being a younger black you know business owner and an all white city pretty much, you know what I mean? Like I I admire that. And and I think that that is amazing. And I just I, I think it was it's been a blessing. It's been a blessing. And so I could say. <laughs> yeah. This is this is good. This is good. Listen, brother. Let me let me say this to you, man. Listen, I know that um, sometimes we want to choose somebody. We want somebody that's set the world on fire. That's not what you look for. You don't look for that at all, man. What you want to see is the ones that are faithful over the little things, the folks mm-hmm. that will move a table and pick up the garbage, because they're, mm-hmm. they're they're they they they're intimate with small details. That's what you need. You don't need someone. You don't need another visionary. You already got that. You're mm-hmm. the visionary. You don't need that at all, man. You need somebody that can you know do the grunt work and not complain about it. You need somebody that. Not worried about hurting people's feelings, but they're not gonna go out of their way to hurt anybody's feelings. But you know, sometimes you got to be freed up uh, to go and uh, you know um, 
Well, let me just give you another scripture since y'all want me to preach tonight, all right? <laughs> Jesus Jesus told his disciples, let's just say it was a shop. Jesus told his other barbers, he said, listen, greater work shall you do than even me. That's what he said. He said, greater work shall you do. You know, he knew he had to move out of the way. And, you know, he had enough trust in them to know that I've invested in you. I've given you all that I can give you. You're going to do greater things than I'm doing. Why? Because not only do you have the opportunity that I've uh, provided for you, but you got me to sit here and and, 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 and keep my hand on you. So everybody that's, that's um, been sitting there, they've been watching. They, they've They've been watching. And everybody's not supposed to step up and, 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 and leave, but you got somebody that's ready for that. And it's time for them to step out of their season. And guess what? In essence, you're holding them back by not empowering them. Now, I wouldn't want to be that, that, that dude behind you, or that lady behind you that's sitting there seeing the light is green, but you sitting in front of me texting and won't go. Now you you gotta you gotta step up, man. You gotta step up. Don't do it too quickly. Now do it prayerfully, uh, do it patiently, uh, and um, everything else will, will will follow. I'm sure. So uh, look, man. Um, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of your wife because you got someone to walk along beside you. And don't you dare uh, for a second uh, make a decision without her discernment. Because that's something that God placed in her. She wouldn't hurt you. And if your wife, you say, I feel like that might be the right one. And your wife say, babe, that ain't the one. Then you might want to listen to your wife, you know, because that's something that she sees, something that she knows, something that she senses that you just don't have right now. So um, not going to be hard. I mean, again, you didn't even have to leave your shop to get your wife. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't. I was just. God just cast her right there where she needed to be, and God would do the same thing for uh, your manager. He'll he'll do that. He will definitely uh, do that. So um, the sign of a great leader, man, is the people that he can leave behind. I mean, look, man, I went all the way to Tokyo, Japan. I thought I was going to lose my mind. I was like, I was worried about, first of all, leaving my family, and then second of all, I was worried about leaving my church but then when I got out there and I found out, look, these people over here, these Americans and some of these Japanese, they they want something preached to them. So finally I started going church to church and uh, service to service and almost forgot about my church. And when I got back, the building was still up. The members were still there. Folk were talking about how smooth everything went. We got a good laugh out of it, you know. And uh, I was like, hmm. Okay, so now these three weeks of vacation that they give me, I can take them now. I've been going all these years, won't take the vacation all because, and I can't do that. But now I can. So guess what? Watch this. Now I can go and get some rest. Hello. Mm. Hello. I can go and get some rest. And now when I spend time with my family, I got the right attitude. I ain't yelling at them. Oh, man, look at how this thing working together. So you see, you know, sometimes the rest that we need, is in the obedience that we show. So, you know, um, wow, man, tonight really is your night. Yeah, I see. (laughs) (laughs) I see. 
<laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm not going to say anything after this, man, but I applaud the brother. I forgot the name that you called. You said your brother, the brother said, you know, he sent his wife to help you out. That, to me, is a, is a confident man. That's a man that, um, that's a man. That's a man that's not mm-hmm. afraid, you know. Uh, I got I got the utmost respect for that brother. I don't know him, but I respect mm-hmm. him to be able to say, listen, babe, you go help him. You know, I got confidence in what Q is doing. Uh, I know he needs to help. I'm not the right help, but I know that you are. I know that everything will be on point. I know that you're going to respect him, respect his wife, his shop, and you're going to respect me and yourself. That's a real brother right there, man. That's a real brother right there. That's somebody, in my opinion now, that you probably can invest in, and I'm not talking about to run your shop, but to hold you accountable. Because if a brother's willing to say, look, man, here's my wife that can be a blessing to you, man, that that's a cold brother right there. Man, I like him. <laughs> I really like him. <laughs> I like him. So the next time you see him, you tell him that for me. Roger that. Will do. Yes, sir. Well, Pastor, you know, we've kind of um, been on for a minute. And I thank everybody for calling me, everybody for listening. Um, but we need to end this thing. And you know what I need you to do. Come on, man. That's my role. You know that. And I'm going to do I'm going to do me, so let's let's hit it. Lord, thank you so much for what was covered on tonight. I, I do realize, God, that we may have extended the time somewhat, but, Lord, you were speaking. You were, you were ordering our steps, and I thank you for that. Lord, I pray that everybody that, uh, that was conversing and everybody that was listening, that they got what they needed out of this. But most of all, God, I pray that you got glory out of it. We do realize it's not about us but you do use us. Now I'm asking now, God, that you'll put your hand of protection around every one of us, and I'm praying, God, that all of us will yield and allow you to use us, God, to make the world better and to make each other better. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that, Lord, that uh, my brother can, can step up in his rightful place at the right time, and I pray that you can continue this line, God, that it will continue to uh, feed what needs to be fed. Thank you so much, God. Bless us all so that we can go out and be a blessing. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. And I will see y'all or talk to y'all next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Good night. Yes, sir.